Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 actual play podcast. I'm Jesse the Game Master. Kind of a short episode this week, and I do want to apologize to our listeners for the more sporadic than I'd hoped release schedule, but our editor, a.k.a. Jesse the Editor, a.k.a. Jesse the Hearing Impaired, a.k.a. me, had a little more on his plate this week than was planned for. Rest assured, we're still here, and we'll continue to be putting out new podcasts, hopefully about one a week. This episode will be shorter, uh, but hopefully we'll have one out in the next few days or so along with it, so you won't have to wait too long. Where we left off last week, Joel Elite had received a datapad of music from a young sluicy that seemed to indicate that it might actually contain a code, and was then asked to sing it at her next concert. Joel and her bodyguard 610 <clears throat> disagreed on the subject, resulting in 610 actually using a blaster to blow the data pad in question. Of course, 610 then attempted to delete the only other copy of the music and inexpertly forwarded the information to everyone. We pick up the following morning. Okay, so you uh, you wake up <laughs> you wake up the next morning. <laughs> Bright-eyed and bushy, despite <laughs> you do have the day to before the concert. You you don't necessarily have anything planned. Presumably, all the preparations are still being made for the concert at the Supod Dome. I'm going to replace my data pad. Sure, here, take mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you said you didn't want anyone to see the song. Why did you email it to everybody? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore that. <laughs> Delete it. I, I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> I thought I was just hitting delete, not reply all. Still don't want me to sing that song, do ya? <laughs> is, is that what the shooting of the data pad was? Oh, you were one very messed up man. When you get to be my age... You'll understand. <laughs> okay. You too will have the urge to shoot gas baths. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're getting a little PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I have a rehearsal or something today? I think I better rehearse, given... Yeah, you, you might don't want to be... You've had a lot happen to you in the last day cycle. Yes. Okay, so you guys are going to the Supod Dome? Yeah, we should. Yeah, I put on the purple poncho. Okay. Alright. You exit the mall, pack up your stuff, and exit the uh, governor's mansion. Your father doesn't even bother to see you out. Whatever was on his mind, he either took care of, or he... It's not really clear. But he doesn't even bother to, to... spend any time with you, and you head off to the Supod Dome. The Supod Dome itself is probably named so because it really is like a giant pod. It is a huge... uh, Imagine it like the largest Super Bowl stadium. Now add the sides all the way, all the way, all the way up 180 degrees. Like, so now, and then 
stack two of those on top of each other, so it's a giant egg shape. Um, the Supod Dome then has like parking and rings around it, and it, hover, it floats, like some of the other structures. But this way, the venue could move around the planet as, to, as needed, and it has seating once you get in and start... Is that seating or seating? Seating. Seating. Um, it has seats that go all the way up inside, on all sides, and then your performance stage actually hovers in the middle. Like it comes, it starts down in the bottom in the backstage area, which is down below at the bottom of the dome. Then your platform hovers up into the middle, and you perform in the middle of everything, and so the people on all sides can see you, and. The center is protected by a force field. There's actually a force field globe that sort of protects you while you're performing. To prevent, you know, something crazy from doing something. That something has to help the teleprompter. <laughs> uh, but this seat, this Supod Dome actually seats about five million sentients. So this is a absolutely huge venue. Um, and... They expect to fill every bit of it for your concert. You know, we are projected to have a sold out uh, crowd, and you are. Uh, <clears throat> have I gotten my set list from the Imperium? Yes, and that was sent to you a long way. And uh, you are also given. It's a. You've played this particular set list before, it's nothing you're completely unfamiliar with or anything like that. And uh, you are introduced to. Uh, Brown-haired woman, long hair. She's probably in her 30s. Human female. Um, She introduces herself as Shogaz. S-H-O-G-G-E-Z. And she talks very rapidly. There's no business like show business. Yes, this planet is... Rife with puns. Maybe just a little bit. The Supa Dome. <laughs> anyway, Shogaz. Shogaz introduces herself. She's, talk- she's one of those people who talks really quickly. So, I'm glad you're here. I've got all your arrangements all set up. The stage is configured exactly to your specifications. We've got the droids who have loaded everything in place. And I understand that your musicians are not with us, but we have arranged for hologram representations, and they have your entire set list programmed in. So... If you will follow me, I will take you to your backstage area, and I'm sure you'd like to examine the security arrangements, Mr. Security Man, who is not at all very subtle, but that's okay. And if you notice over here on the left, we have just added some new bathrooms for the methane breathers. So I would stay out of that area if you need to go. The methane bathroom's not the place to be for oxygen breathers like ourselves. And then she continues this kind of fast-paced... Touring, she's clearly very proud of her facility. She's the she does introduce herself as the facility stage manager, so she's um, she's responsible for the building. Even though you have a droid that handles the show itself, she is responsible for the facility. And she does you know point out all the security features like the weapon scanners and um, that before anyone enters the concert area. Um, so in like in order to get any sort of seating, you have to have pass a weapon scanner. Um, you didn't actually have to go past her weapon scanner at this point. Because I got my weapons back, right? You did get your weapons oh, back good. before you left. 
the security just sort of glared at you and they handed your weapons back to you. <laughs> it's okay, I killed the evil dino man. <laughs> and you head back down, uh, and they show you around. They take, she takes you down to the backstage area, and the backstage area is, consists of three levels. There is the, the stage area, the sort of a prep area, which is not actually just a floor, it's several floor, stories high, but it's where the stage platform actually rests. It's got repulsor lists on, on the underside that you know, float the, the uh, stage up into the middle of the platform. It's got a shield generator on the inside and power power source and all that. And then there's dressing rooms and all sorts of projectors, along with all the mechanics for the repulsors for the whole structure are in the basement as well, because the whole structure has to fly. So she takes you down. There's a series of long, there's sort of maintenance corridors with power conduits running every here and there. Um, and she said, "Okay, I've got to go check on like four other things, including in the ticketing information, and there was some screw up with the seating. I've got to go deal with that. But I think all the tickets are out there. I think they they allowed you to see. Yeah, and okay, complimentary tickets are sent. Oh, your show, your comp tickets. You had, I didn't see a list of anyone you wanted to comp for the show, but I think we're all set and." Uh, let's go. Yeah, bye. And she comes off. <clears throat> All right, let's go check out your equipment. I know how finicky you are about getting everything right. Yeah. Let's go check it out. <clears throat> okay. And you guys head to... The repulsion lift stage. They're heading to the repulsion lift stage itself, okay? Yeah. All right, and you start your, your checks, and I'm assuming you're going to let uh, ZFX... Deal with that. Deal with his part of the performance. Yeah, he's he's in charge of technical. I'm in charge of no boom. Okay, so you're you're looking for bombs. Give me you give me a perception check for bombs. Search. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, search will work. I'm assuming bombs are what you're looking for. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And what are you going Eight. to do? Rehearse. You're going to rehearse. Give me a singing check. Eight. Eight. No booms. Um, you're going to. Um. Other things out of the ordinary. Such as? Equipment that shouldn't be there. Uh, duplicates of functional equipment that seem to have no purpose. Everything in the stage looks like you would expect it to. If okay. you, I mean, you guys have a sort of standard set of specifications you use, right. so you're familiar where everything is supposed to be on stage. Everything looks like it's where it's supposed to be, obviously, without musicians. Instead, we have holograms. 30. 30, okay. And what are you rehearsing? Um, you, the I figure I do st- set list. starts and stops on the projected set list. Okay. The beginnings and ends of every song. Okay. Um, music seems all tuned correctly. You know, uh, from this position, you can't hear what's how it's going to project in the stage without activating the repulsive stage. You can you know, lift it up and put it in place and sing from there if you like. Um, no, that's all. I'm just sticking by her while she does her set stuff. Okay. You can check out these hollows and see if they look weird. You can just stand on the edge of the stage and check the hollows. Alright, I stand on the edge of the stage on the stage. Okay. Perception check again. Search, or no, just perception? Just perception. 
12. They look fine to you. Okay. Everything seems in place. Okay. Um, you are you going to try and raise the stage, or are you going to try and are you going to go back and check out your dressing room? Yeah, might as well check out the dressing room. He has to go in person. Yes. Okay. Now, in order to get to the dressing room, you have, there's a long corridor there. Uh, like you get the stage floor, the stage here, and then there's a corridor out to the dressing room areas. And your dressing room has a big star on it, and it's with your name on it. Uh, there's a couple of the dressing rooms next door, which would be for your Entourage, but they're not there. Uh, it looks like the clothes have been delivered. Someone um, thought to unpack them from the ship and bring them here. Uh, so all your outfits and everything are in place. And at, But as you are exiting, one last perception check for both of you. Ten. You had a really high perception over there. I do! I have 3D plus two and a 4D search. I just have really, really, really bad rolls tonight. 25? 25, okay. You notice skulking at the far end of the corridor, perhaps 70 meters down the corridor, and just around the corner, is a figure uh, that you cannot make out quite at this distance, carrying a very long blaster rifle, sighting down the corridor at both of you. Okay. Um... I throw uh, gel behind me, and uh, Joel. Joel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I throw gel behind me. Is this some new weapon? I, I don't remember seeing a gel weapon. <laughs> it sticky. It's a glop grenade. <laughs> Watch it wiggle. Watch it wiggle. <laughs> and I throw it behind me. So it's distracting. It's a third wreck of the sun thing. It's a, you, you've thrown an aggressive life. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> well, I throw Joel behind me, uh, and drop us both to the ground prone. Okay. And try to draw my my blasters at the same time. Okay, we are in combat. Yeah, I figured. The distance is 70 meters right now. From here to here. And there's a shooter, and there's you guys. Jay, I'm not even going to get off the map. No, that's fine. So, medium range is up to, and long range is up to. Um, I when I did hers, I actually included. included you did the brackets. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't start and stop. Okay, but, so it's seventy meters. Uh, the yeah, it's up to the highest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Got it. Okay. So the, I think the highest is. You've got there is yeah I've got one twenty okay one for your blaster pistol yeah okay, yeah so that's so long I'm, range I'm what long range yeah okay I need a perception check from one of you whoever is the highest probably her I got three D plus two but you've been rolling better I got forty actually on perception See? <laughs> you guys connect first or second 14. first or second. Let's go second. You're going to go second? Okay. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, the shooter is going to declare one shot at you, at Joel. And for this blaster, it is medium range for this blaster. 15. Are you going to dodge? Yes. Okay. And are you... 
Okay, so give me a... Is that going to be your only action this turn as a dodge? Yeah, I'm assuming I'm not... I don't generally carry okay. my weapon, actually. Okay, give me a dodge roll, and while I resolve this... Um, does my dodge uh, add to hers? No. To, uh, does you my... guys act, you, we have initiative, and so um, your dodge does not contribute if you, unless you want to. Um, Six, 12... 18, 19, 24. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> she has good dodge. Yes. <laughs> uh, the blaster bolt goes slamming into the corridor behind you and sparks off the wall. Um, it's immediately clear that this is a high-powered weapon. And they, whoever is shooting is shooting to kill. Your, you, your full only action this round was to dodge is your action. Um... What constitutes a full action here? I mean, um, you know, pushing her to the ground and behind me, is that one or is that... I would call that one. Okay. And then drawing blasters would be two? That's the second action. Okay. You don't have to roll for that. Okay. Um, and then a, shoot, a shot would be a third action, so that's you'd be minus two dice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make shot shot. So you make three shots? You lose three dice? No, I'm just gonna make one shot. Okay, so that she only the shooter only had one shot this round. No, I had one shot. Mm-hmm. So you were at down two dice. Yep. Okay. And my difficulty is anywhere between sixteen and twenty <laughs> for long range. You miss very. You sorry, you were dodging. <laughs> you were you were drawing and throwing and. <laughs> Yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be good at, damn it. Okay, your shot your shot goes wide. Okay. Okay, new round. Give me a perception check. Thirteen. First or second? I'm going second. No, first. Sorry. Okay. First. Um... um. Let me go first, and then we can kind of determine what you do after that. Okay. Because um, if I miss horribly, you may want to dodge. <laughs> okay. um, but hopefully I won't miss horribly. How far out of the door to my dressing room are we? Uh, your dressing room would be <clears throat> here. And, oops, sorry. Here. So it's really just around the corner. I mean, just... You could get dive into your room if you wanted. Alright. Um, my move is 10. Mm-hmm. So I close 10 meters as as okay. a movement. That's your first... If you want to do that, that's your first action for the turn. And then she right. gets an action. Um, how many times can I close? You can... You only make one move action per turn. You can move... You can change up to three steps. Or up to two steps, but... You, so you can go up to twenty step twenty meters the first for this turn. Next turn you can accelerate two more steps to full all out speed. Gotcha. That, but all out speed that's the only action you take in a turn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> or you can shoot shoot from here. Or you can in advance five meters for no uh, for a free action instead. Um. 
I'm going to go ahead and keep my prone cover okay. that I have. Um, can I creep ahead like five? I don't probably couldn't do five meters, but I could probably do like two. one, one or two. two meters. All right. I'll go ahead and move one or two meters closer. Okay. And then let loose with a single well-aimed blaster shot. Okay. And I use the force. You can use the force. You can declare. You remember, you can use your character points after the show. After you determine your not role. character points. You're using a force point. Okay. So you dot your own double dice. Yep. I, I'll tell you right now. You hit. Were you declare before you do that? Were you going to declare a shot? No. So you were not going to hit a particular part of her body. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I definitely hit. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's not going to be part of it. <laughs> Six. <laughs> uh, you catch her squarely in the chest, but it uh, her flak vest soaks it. No kidding. All right, your turn. I dive for my dressing room and try to close the door. Okay. Like I try to dive in the door to my dressing room. All right. She she is taking a shot at you, so that uh, but you can. I'm going to make you make a dodge roll this turn. Okay. Next turn, you will be completely undercover and. Okay. The blaster shot again bounces off the or crashes into the wall behind you. But it's clear that the again I want to stress this is a high power rifle that she is using. This is a weapon designed for killing things in a shot. Okay, so you're in cover. You are also you can make another perception check because we are back in combat. In fact. You guys got to get into an act first. Okay. Okay. Um, two blaster shots down the hallway. So that's minus two dice. Minus one die. Okay. All right. And I'm, I forgot last time, but I'm in armor, so I lose a die. Uh, so instead of rolling six dice, I'm rolling five dice, and then I subtract one, so I'm only rolling four dice for each. Miss. Okay. She's going to return fire. She, not, you get this all sequential action. Oh, okay. So she gets her action now. And that's enough to hit you. And this is energy? Yep. Nine. Roll the fifteen, which gets means you are wounded. Actually, give me a one second. Yeah, you are wounded. She gets catches you square in the chest armor. You are now wounded. One step, you fall prone and lose your second action. Does that include? I was already prone. Oh, she missed you. Actually, sorry, I forgot that you were prone. That is my mistake. Okay. 
So she missed, and I get my second action? Yep. <laughs> That's better. Still not good enough, though, because it's only an 11. Yeah, miss. Okay. You have anything you would like? To, it, it, we're in another action. We, what are you? Can I close the door? Yeah. And lock it? Yeah. Door okay. I assume it's per initiative between you and I? Uh, yeah, let's see that. All right. Oh, that was actually decent. 11. 12, 13. Okay, then you were even up. So if you play the tag the PCs. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, just get letting off one shot. Okay. Um, yeah. Eighteen. That may hit. That'll hit. Give me a damage roll. Seventeen. And that will drop her. She slumps down and uh, excuse me. Yeah, she cries out. Your blaster bolt catches her evenly in the chest, and she cries out and collapses. You finish her off? Yep. Okay, from here, or are you going to move advance? I'm going to do it from here. Okay. Give me a... Uh, you going to take your time on the shot? Yeah. Okay. Give me a perception check in the interim. He sees nothing. Okay. Uh, nothing. I see nothing. Okay. Give me the blaster shot then. Twenty. Okay, that'll hit. Seventeen. Okay. There is the. You hit her, her body squarely. Uh, I mean, she's dead. Okay. She's beyond mortally wounded. She's actually dead. Okay. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. And the security guards are starting to, are, are coming to show are starting to show up. They're dressed in all blue. With, uh, these are not the face concealing masks. These are just you know helmets that go here. They start showing up. And they are clearly, they immediately confiscate your weapons. I'm assuming you're not going to give, you're not, you don't care if they confiscate your weapons. But you're, uh. That's okay, I'm a deadly weapon. Just by myself. <laughs> Just ask any data pad. <laughs> and. Oh, it took your blaster, remember? <laughs> if you, uh, and you, you know, Slowly start making your way, and they start at, they start asking you questions, asking you to explain what happens. But as you get closer, you see that the shooter is young. The shooter is thirteen. Not anymore. The shooter was thirteen. Oh, about thirteen years old. 
holler or any other At 13, I had already been steeped in the horrors of war. And you looked like you were 26. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is a very young, uh, almost tween, (laughs) or slightly more than tween. And the weapon she, if you, you know, just casually looking over, looks like a high-powered hunting rifle. Uh, probably not military grade, but it looks like a high-powered hunting rifle. And it is uh, not exactly clear what's going on, but the guards are immediately searching her for see what else she had. Um, they pull an ID on her. They aren't sharing that information with you. Well, as long as I'm as long as I'm next to uh, Joel, I'm fine. Okay. We don't want one assassination attempt being successful after one just failed. Two, so, so two happened, just failed. Tell me what happened here. Let me first ask Joel. We were um, we just finished rehearsal, or we just finished rehearsing down here on the stage. Walked through the dressing room to double check that stuff was here. Came out of the dressing room and um, met this sniper down the end of the corridor. And how about you? What's your statement? We were coming back from checking out the equipment, going back to the dressing room. And then down the hallway, about 70 meters or so, um, we saw someone with a long gun uh, getting ready to fire. And so I pushed her behind me and dropped us both prone. And then return fire. Any idea why you've got a kid trying to kill you, ma'am? No idea. It's not kids, it's droids. Damn droids. Well, whatever your bodyguard did to this, there's no uh, resuscitating her. She's... I mean, there's a big sort of gaping hole in her chest. It's pretty obvious that... She was trying to take us out, too. She wasn't messing around with that gun. She took several... Clean shots at us. They uh, start pulling out her personal effects, you know, trying to get an ID on her. They pull out an ID. They pull out uh, a little hologram, like a picture, in there, and a folded note. Um, and you know, they're using evidence, handling techniques. They're they're examining it, but yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay, so they're. Um, they seem to be reasonably good at their job. Probably and, better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, they're, they're poking through it. and, and I'm going to kind of peer over the shoulder and see what I can gather via investigate. Okay. Just uh, just in case they miss anything. Okay, give me an investigation roll. And you can, you also are over here talking about uh, uh, her name's Bria. She's from, uh, she's not a a native of this planet, of Avaron. Uh, they find a, like, a, not a passport, but basically the equivalent of a passport. Uh, that she's from a world that sounds familiar. In fact, when you think back, it's a world that you've been to before. Um, and just from your mental calculations, it's a world you were at maybe six months ago. Maybe eight months ago. But you don't recognize her face or anything like that. 
22. Okay. They seem to be handling everything correctly. They're not, they're not missing anything. They've got an ID. The, her hollow ID checks out just fine. Um, you know, per established procedures. Now, doesn't mean they're, they don't need to do a deeper investigation of stuff, but everything they have immediately is fine. They find a couple of food wrappers. It looks like maybe, uh, like emergency rations, uh, on her. And, you know, they start poking around in the various places around, and it looks like they find a utility closet that she had sort of set up a nest in um, for, you know, if the consumption of the food wrappers, because she wasn't disposing of the, the normal trash, if the consumption of food wrap probably indicates it's probably there for about a week. Um, beyond that... It looks like she was small. Someone who was small enough to fit through ducks. Um, ducks, not fit through ducks. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, there's not a whole lot of information that you can gather right now. Um, there is one. They do do a computer search for her name. Um, turns out that she recently had a sibling who was in the. Um, she had a brother who was in the imperial service. Um, who was killed in a firefight just out of basic training uh, about a month and a half ago. So her, her name and ID came up mainly through the Imperial record, Imperial military records. But that's about all they were able to get from their preliminary investigation. All right. Um. And, oh, I'm sorry, when they do activate the whole recording, it's it's a... The shot is of her brother. It's a it's a hologram of her brother, so it matches the imperial ID they have. That concludes this episode of Falling Star. Hopefully, we will have another episode out in the next couple of days. So keep watching my feet. Also, we are still running our stat my navy contest. You are still welcome to submit those to swfallingstar at gmail dot com, and we look forward to hearing from you. Until next week. Good luck, and may the Force be with you.